pa-pow, like a nunchuck, right to the face. Just like the worst fears of every parent in the mid-80s to early 90s, when their children got into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. A third surprise, classic Zero Issues episode, but this time it's Bry's time. So we're looking back at the episode that we looked back at the original 1990 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. I figured that would be appropriate because the new Ninja Turtles movie is out. But one thing in the chat we wanted to address was uh, the one fatal flaw of the 1990 Ninja Turtles movie, which was the uh, T-U-R-T-L-E power song by Partners in Crime made a mistake that all Turtle fans know is that it referred to Raphael as the leader, which we all know is wrong. So we're going to give you a couple of options on how that could be corrected. Choose. Choose which is best, and let us know. First, Splinter's the teacher, so they are the students. Lafayette, Michelangelo, and Donatello. Make up the team with one other fellow, Leonardo. He's the leader of the group, transformed from the norm by the nuclear... Alternately, there's... Leonardo, Michelangelo, and Donatello. Make up the team with one other fellow, Lafayette. He's the... Hot head. <laughs> anyway, hope you enjoyed Look Back at Look Back. At 1990's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the movie. For six years now, we have recorded here. Before that time, we were amateur cartoonists. Trying our best. I mean, Merck was a professional, but. Well, that's like, whatever. It's a good no, point, I wasn't. I guess. No, no. When one day we were forced into the Madhouse pub in Thunder Bay, a keg of beer burst <laughs> open, drowning us. I was so wet, and then, so and wet. And Bri Brian picked us up and put us in a coffee can. <laughs> <laughs> that came later, that came later. And at this time, we received a shock. For somehow, we seemed a lot funnier. It was the booze. <laughs> clearly the booze. It's yeah. a natural thing. That's what happens. And we seemed a lot handsomer, too. Very handsome. Yeah. And we decided... Very lost sexy. more hair. And nothing could prepare us for what happened next. We decided to record ourselves talking about comics. First, one of us spoke. I spoke. Radical, 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 radical. <laughs> More words followed. Radical, 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 radical. Cowabunga. And before you knew it, there were over 300 episodes of Zero Issues Comic Podcast. At that point, well, long before that, we, uh, I don't know, we don't have names. Do we have names? I think we gave each other all names. Merc. It's me. That's my name. Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> and Bry. Hi, that's me. And uh, together we are Zero Issues Comic Podcast. The Three which, Amigos. No, sorry. Which Zero Issues Comic Podcast? We could be on the thing. We could be on the thing. The Twitter I thing. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not doing that. I'm too busy doing these machines. Well, you got to. Ow. This may appear to be only monkey business, but in reality, it's very serious, ladies. Zero issues comic podcast. Zero issues comic podcast. All right, uh, welcome to the episode. Uh, today, we're actually, uh, right now when we're recording this, it's March 30th, 2020. 
which time is time travel. Time exactly, travel. Exactly. Oh, I thought that was an actual echo for a second. Yeah, yeah I know. It seemed like it. We're still uh, recording, recording apart, but still close to each other's hearts. I think. Guys, can you can you smell this? I thank can. God, no. <laughs> ah, no, I, I can. So anyway, um, so anyways, this, what's the date? Today is uh, <laughs> it's March thirtieth as of recording day, March thirtieth, twenty twenty. Uh, Thirty years ago today was a very important day, in my opinion, because uh, that was the release day of the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Which is weird to think about that being 30 years old. But then I look in the mirror, I look in the mirror at this face, and I realize, no, that's about right. March 30th, 1990. How old were the two of you? How old were you guys? I would have been, uh, I guess I would have been six. And I guess I would have been five. Yeah. Fuck. (laughs) Which is like, that's Uh, that's wild. I I was 15. Uh, So you don't want to hang out is what you're saying? and losers uh we're kids exactly the beauty of it though is that there's some stuff in the movie that would have like flown right out over our heads but as a as a 15 year old uh shitty teen there's there's still not some a judgment of the we're all shitty teens <laughs> some of it still goes over bry's head yeah. a jose canseco bat tell me you didn't pay money for this i don't get what that means <laughs> i don't understand no i don't it's well we'll get to that but um yeah. Yeah, so I mean, we all. No, no, I'd... no, 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 no. I want to know right now. I want Merck to explain what that joke means. You just have to. Yeah, he doesn't get it. You either. had to have been there. It's, you a, had to have sp- been it's there. a sports joke. It's a sports joke. Why would I know it? You had to have been in Central Park uh, in 1990. I, I think to get you're that speaking joke. to the wrong demographic. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. Yeah, I, I just, I just got to say that, like, 1990 being 15 when this came out. Uh, Batman came out the year before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, Batman being the primer, it was like a, and a this buddy, maybe a buddy being of a mine. more realistic movie than Batman. <laughs> Weird. I, well, was looking just... at a, I, was, I was looking at a list of dystopian movies last night because I was trying to find this one specific movie that I can't remember the name of. Mad Max. And, and Batman was on the list of that. And I'm like, Batman's not a. Wait a second. You oh, think yeah, of that, that first Tim Burton Batman? It's kind of a dystopian. Yeah, well, I think anything anything with Gotham is a technically dystopian future. Yeah, especially that Gotham where it's just like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. No one's no one's having a good time. Who named but, someone Max Shrek twice? <laughs> but I, like, I was in grade nine, then this was in grade ten, and it was a buddy mm. of mine and I that we were like total comics geeks, and it was. It was like, oh my god, we're going to Batman, and then the next year, oh my god, there's a fucking Turtles movie. Like, how crazy you know is this? It was nuts. Like you're the same you guys age as were, the Turtles. You were young, movie. so I get you might have had like a different kind of excitement. But I was like, I'm 15, and it felt like the the and perfect 15. time. And you would have yeah. when the comics came out, you would have been like, well, like eight or nine, something like that. So I mean, uh, like you, yeah. It, I have a brother who is six years older than me. And he yeah. actually picked up some of the original run coming out, and that's what I saw coming into the house. I was nice. just getting into comics, and you know, I was getting X Men and whatever. And then he shows me this, and it was like I can't even remember what what issue, but uh, it was like a painted cover, and I was like, yeah. "This is the most gorgeous thing I've ever seen," and it was so different and so amazing that yeah, but totally. And, and even like like uh, some of the covers kind of had like kind of that painterly quality and stuff and sometimes it was a little more 
Like they they definitely stood out on the rack, I would say. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so 1990, the movie comes out. Yes. I'll, uh, I'll give a little backstory. I mean, everybody, you know, is aware that this exists. This is the first one, obviously. At the time, it was, um, again, Turtles had been in cartoon form for a couple of years at that point. You know, very different version. This was, uh, the thing is, like, movies take a long time to get developed. So I'm wondering, like, uh, the cartoon came first, obviously. The toys came first, and the cartoon, and then the movies. But the movie had a little trouble get- actually getting made at first. Because a lot of uh, distributors didn't want to touch it. Didn't yeah. want to take it seriously. They were like, no, yeah. we can't do this. Yeah. And there's an actual reason for that, um, which might be relevant to your interests, is that I think uh, the Masters of the Universe movie came out in like 87, I think. And it was like, oh, yeah. you know, it was a very popular cartoon and toy line and the movie didn't do well. So I think a lot of people really? were very hesitant. Yeah. <laughs> or it didn't do well enough. I know. I know. Uh. But um, so I think a lot of people were really kind of hesitant to to take on um, something that you know, they saw as being similar, even though it's like, well, they're completely different properties, but you know how Hollywood can be. So it was produced by Golden Harvest, which was uh, like a Hong Kong uh, action studio primarily. Did a lot of like kind of martial arts movies and stuff like that. They're a big studio yeah. in Hong Kong. The, the Henson Company famously did the the, the suits. So like the, the suits and they rubber. were uh, apparently a little disappointed, like because it yeah. was really such a violent movie like yeah, violent right. for what for what they do i think, I, I think uh, you know like jim henson i think personally was like kind of like he didn't he wasn't super happy with uh yeah. with that because they're so used to being more kind of fanciful and kid-friendly stuff and yeah, it's just like yeah, exactly yeah uh but i mean the at the time i mean like aside from some of the the animatronic i mean sometimes not perfect but i mean like the, and the, the neck, the neckline, sometimes a little yeah. dicey, but but all said, for thirty years ago, Blinker. holds up pretty good. They, they, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what? Yeah, I think we all watched it just recently, just to kind of refresh. Did, yeah. And yeah, yeah, I, I literally, uh, I don't think I've watched it probably at least in twenty years. Right. Yeah. But like so. the, the practical effects, like that's sh- it's good. It's yeah. good. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, so those are the people who are like making it. Obviously, um, they they did pitch it. Uh, I'll list the studios they actually pitched it to: uh, Disney, Columbia, MGM, Orion. Remember them, Orion. Um, yeah. Warner Brothers and Paramount. They pitched all of this to, and every last one of them passed. Um, but until twenty years later, Paramount said maybe. Ah, uh, yeah. Funny. Yeah, funny. Came back around. Thank you. I am funny. <laughs> Oh, Mikey, was that you? <laughs> Pepperoni. Ugh. Where did they come up with this stuff? Oh, uh, and yeah, New Line Cinema ended up picking it up as a distributor. And at the time, they were mostly like horror movies, I think, right? Like they did Nightmare on Elm Street. And they were kind of more yeah. of a... Uh, they weren't like as big a thing. They kind of did like more niche kind of releases. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like that worked out pretty well. Like, like certainly genre stuff. Yeah, yeah, genre stuff, which I think actually worked a lot in this movie's favor in a way because they, they weren't they didn't have to maybe water it down or anything like that because it's very strongly based on the comics more than anything else. Some aspects of the cartoon in there yeah. too, but so the uh, it was directed by Steve Barron, who is a pretty prolific uh, music video director. I think he did like he did some Michael Jackson videos. He did like a bunch of like uh, the uh, what he take on me. I think he did for Aha. Did he? That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, pretty sure. Uh, pretty sure that's him. That's funny. He was very, very, like, he was, like, a, a top music video director. 
He but, was a hot guy. That and, and there's certain he was, he was a hot guy. Yeah, hot guy, hot director, hot, hot, hot. Uh, and at the time, so its budget at the time, well, its budget <laughs> was uh, around thirteen million dollars, uh, and it ended up making at the box office one hundred and ninety million dollars, which for many years was the top grossing independent movie top, of all yep. time in, until Blair Witch Project. Until Blair Witch, yep. yep. Yeah. But I mean still historically, that's especially for inflation. That's it's that's big. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it's still it, it was the highest grossing of, of all three of the original movies, I'm pretty sure, by uh, by a I, bit. I I don't know. I could I be wrong. Know. I could be wrong, but either way. Doesn't doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We're gonna so say it those is those other ones were trash. We're gonna say <laughs> it is, and it's the truth. Yeah, the burden of proof is on you, the listener. Because that's science. That's how this works. Bossa Nova! What? Yeah. Bossa Nova? Chevy Nova? Oh. Yeah. Excellent! Yeah! Yeah! yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so we've uh, we've all watched it relatively recently. And you'd mentioned again, like Batman had come out just before. And I think at the time, like for especially for like a like a Ninja Turtle movie for crying out loud, this is easily like the darkest than any of those have been, I would say. Yeah. And not not just tone, but also lighting. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, yeah. And it was also, we mentioned that it was too violent for Jim Henson and Henson yeah. Studios and stuff. Uh, there were no toys made for this film for that reason as well. Uh, yeah. Playmates, Playmates dis- declined doing any toys because it was going to be too violent of a movie. So... Sorry, no movie toys, which, although, like, I guess they were making toys for the, the cartoon already at that point. So oh, and at that point, just, those were selling, just, like, nuts. Yeah, so yeah. I, I guess that would just boost the the cartoon-related yeah. ones, but... Yeah, um, like, we've already got things that you can buy. You don't need to buy exactly, these, exactly. these speckly versions until a year or so later. Right. Okay, yeah, I, so I you can buy those speckly versions. I had several moments in this movie... That or several revelations while I was watching this that I did several not realize. Awakenings. I awakenings of my soul. It was deep. It was soulful. It was yeah, it just flowered out. Um, Sam Rockwell's in the fucking movie. Yes, yes. he's of the head. He is. He's the head thug. I had yeah, no idea. R- regular or menthol. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he's I'll like. If there's in. something I'll you want to do, in. do it. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, he, he also I, tries to jump April, so that yeah, he's one of the thugs in oh, the beginning. That's, that's the first fight. Yeah. He's the yeah, he fills yeah. a purple dragon role where it's like, oh, here's where they first show up. Yeah, I missed him at the start, but I noticed him like halfway through. Well, because I've I've known he was he was in the other parts for years, but he was that, one of the guys shot in the start. I'm like, oh yeah, well he's got the same necklace, so it must be Sam Rockwell. Was he uh, was he the guy who said bad timing? Pretty sure that's him. Uh, I think so. Yeah. And then, go, go and check then Donatello out the punched warehouse. him in the deck. Yeah. Oh, and, and he's now. the one that said at the end, when the cops come in, he's like, go check out the East Warehouse over on Lairdman oh, Island. Yeah, so Lairdman Island. Lair- East and Lairdman yeah. Island. Yeah, yeah. Go check out the East Warehouse over Lairdman Island. Get your answers there. Awful, and I love it. Uh, another thing that I noticed was uh, the guy that played Shredder. Like the actual physical, yeah, in the costume guy, not the voice, but uh, 
Because I didn't realize that was two separate guys until yeah. I know. two weeks ago. Uh, the guy who played the physical part of it in the costume was James Sato, who he was just a suit actor for it. But he was also, yeah. he played UT, the Dragon Lord, in Iron Fist. In the new oh. Iron, Marvel Iron Fist, he was UD, the Dragon Lord, who was like the head guy with the yeah, cowl. Like the, ah. um, he was also, originally he was cast to be in Cloak and Dagger, but his part was cut. As um, he played a Viet, a Vietnam vet, uh, inter or Vietnam in Vietnamese interpreter in the Incredible Hulk TV show, like the original old TV show. Uh, he's also in Greatest American Hero, A Team, Gargoyles, Buckaroo Bonsai, Die Hard. Gar oh, you gotta go back to Gargoyles. Yeah. I don't know what I, I didn't write oh, down okay. every listing of what they were. The but, sad part uh, is like you wouldn't Mac know him from his voice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, MacGyver. Yeah, Charles it's like the charge. guy that played Darth Vader. And this this is just for me. This was the big reveal for me. There's a I don't know if you guys know this movie. There's a movie called Hot Dog that's just like a skiing movie from it's like a typical shitty 80s I mean, movie. It's not ski school or ski patrol, so it's or ski school too. It's exactly like those. It's like your uh, 80s. does it have a snowboarder who wears two masks on either side of his head? Because <laughs> if it's not, <laughs> Pretty I'm much. out. But it's it's your typical 80s movie. They're like, oh, they're all skiing. And, like, there's lots of, like, everybody's naked and, you know, that stupid comedy kind of 80s comedy yeah. thing. But God, I want to make guy, a new one of those. This guy plays one of the main characters in it. He is Kendo, who's one of, he's part of the of main group. Of course he is. Yeah. Of course he is. Oh, my yeah. God. Of course he's Kendo. And when you say everyone's naked. Kendo? <laughs> <laughs> He shreds Ooh. it. He's a Ken doll. Oh, no. Because <laughs> he's so smooth. So smooth. If we're speaking of the cast a little bit more, I'll just name out a few people. So we had the turtles themselves were played by, they had characters, but the physical characters, they had like a number of people, but they had like kind of the, the physical actors on sets. I don't have all their names offhand, but I know that they, uh, most of them at least got physical roles as well like the guy in the cab and the guy delivering the pizzas and yeah. stuff like that which is nice every every one of the guys that was yeah. in a turtle one of them i think was costume, a foot soldier they, they were all somewhere in in elsewhere yeah which is nice what is it uh michelin sisto who is michelangelo he played the Domino's delivery that. guy so you got to play against himself in a way which is cute yeah 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 well ah, come on i couldn't find a place Wise man say, forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late pizza. And something I did notice on rewatching this as a kid, I was just like, oh, Michelangelo's kind of being a dick. But he goes there and he's like, you know, he's like, oh, I had trouble finding the place. I wasn't late. Dude, you were already late before you pulled up. Look, so, everyone's just trying to do their job. Do a better job. I gotta get a new route. And I thought I delivered everywhere. And uh, all those suit actors that were in the, the turtle costumes yeah. during the shoot, each one of them lost at least 20 pounds. Because this, oh, yeah. this was mostly in shot in, in Wilmington, North Carolina, and there was a heat wave at the time. And they all were, like, just dying in this costume. And, yeah. yeah. So if you want a good way to lose 20 pounds. Yeah, really. Film like a Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Did, was I wrong that they like, had to like pump cold water in there, or was this before that was even technologically possible? You're just sweating it I, out, you're just going to die. I'm, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And uh, I'm pretty sure um, Donatello, the guy in the Donatello suit, at least at some point, maybe the action guy was Ernie Reyes Jr., 
who ended up being Kino in Ninja Turtles 2. That is correct. Brian gets a point. You are correct, sir. <laughs> you didn't know this whole episode was a quiz, did you? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so for voice actors, we had uh, we had a little bit of stunt casting on a couple of them. We had uh, Corey Feldman as Donatello. Yes. Who yeah, would, which... Well, he'd be the wait, only would real stunt Would you consider that casting. stunt casting? Yeah. Well, a little bit. He was pretty popular at the time. He's the only person that I think people going into a movie in 1990 would be like, oh shit, that's Corey Feldman. Do you like penicillin on your pizza? Uh, but ro- points for Robbie Wrist, who was uh, known as Cousin Oliver on the Brady Bunch. Or really? whatever. Yes, he is Michelangelo. Yeah. God, I love being a turtle! So uh, he was and a bit of a former I, child star. I gotta say, the voice cast all does a phenomenal job in this movie. Yeah. Like they're they're very believable as as teenagers. Absolutely. Uh, I think Leonardo. I think the actor's name was Brian Tochi. We were awesome. And I think uh, Raphael was Josh Pays. I think, unless I'm mixing up with one of the movies. You guys must be studying the uh, Bridge Book of Ninja Fighting. Like to this day, most of those voices are are pretty definitive. I think. Like I still yeah, kind of think yeah. like I think of like Leonardo and Raph. I'm like I think of those two to be honest. Yeah. And, like Mikey. Uh, can I say that I met. Corey Feldman once. Oh, did you? I did. Just oh, my kind God. Of, and? Like, not like, hey, I'm Corey Feldman, but I, I worked at a certain store in Vancouver, and uh, somebody uh, was like, uh, is that Corey? Like, it was, it was like, the hum- Hollywood North, sort of, the Humva. Yeah. And somebody's like, is that Corey Feldman over there? And we looked at him. And like, you don't even look up from your work. I'm, like, staring at him for five minutes going, is that f- Corey Feldman like it just it, he was literally he was way shorter than I thought he would be right. uh had had a hoodie on and he just stood there and I'm like that or I'm gonna have to escort him out of the building <laughs> I don't like I'm not sure not what's both. gonna happen here or both yeah it was uh it was a weird experience yeah that's cool though that's amazing yeah yeah uh and I'll uh so Splinter was um I think 100% Kevin Clash who was yep. Elmo from Sesame Street? Yes, yeah, Elmo. Um, oh and I believe God. he is Elmo again now. Oh, is he? I think he's come back. Okay, after there was, all there the was, controversy, there were some yeah, which unpleasant things. Let's anyway. Let's not go there. Skip that. But yeah, but I believe he did the puppeteering and he also did the voice. So uh, and you yeah, know, did a great job. I have always liked Kawabunga and. What I want to highlight... Rounding out the cast. Rounding out the cast, we have uh, Judith Hogue as April O'Neil. Um, oh, can I can I say really quickly? Yeah. Because I did rewatch this, and, you know, when I, when I was a, a, a younger boy, I was very much like, April looks so old. She looks so old. But now I'm like, oh, <laughs> I get it. You know what? I you get it. You got it going cause on, she's April. Because she's a full-grown woman. Uh-huh. And... And there is a scene where, like, they're they're all sort of sitting and around grown boy. April's table, and it's like, oh, I get it. These people are kind of friends now. Yeah, it's like I I do get the relationship a little bit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, she was she was uh, she did a great job, especially she was sort of like serving as a bit of a hybrid of comic April and cartoon April. Um, like, and I, did, it, I also noticed the yellow raincoat, which was a nice little touch. Nice little touch, yeah. It didn't yeah. stick around, but so it had elements of both. She had like kind of an attitude that sort of stemmed, kind of put them together. They they combined those versions of the characters well into what somebody who was just like that's April, and she like mm-hmm. just really owned that role really well. I'm not sure I understood all that, Chief Stearns. Would you mind repeating it in English, perhaps? 
not to skip past that, but Elias Kateas as uh, Casey Jones. Yes. Holy moly. I love Holy him. Moly. He's amazing Beautiful. in anything he does. But to see him with hair was the most yeah. amazing thing ever. He, he, I, was, he was so fit. I'm pretty uh, sure yeah. he, that was a wig, right? Because I'm pretty sure he was already like bald. He must have been bald by that point. Because I yeah, think he was so just a... born bald and never got hair. Yeah. Or just the side patches. Yeah. But uh, like that's that honestly. Like a clown baby. <laughs> when you think of like an actor who's like so definitive in like like a comic book role or something, you're just like, oh, yeah. Like, how are you going to not have that person be that character? For Casey Jones. Yeah. Oh, my God. 100%. Like he was just my God. He was just really giving it so good in that role. It looks like you're the one who needs to be taught a lesson, pal. Class is pain 101. Your instructor's Casey Jones. When when they redid it, they should have just put him at like same age, like just yeah. got in it. Yeah. Like Sergeant Jones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, I will uh, say, like their their chemistry, kind of what you went into, like their the chemistry with uh, again, like like kind of like moonlighting. They really played well off each other. Like I really bought it. I really bought how like just they did not get along and they like got on each other's nerves. But I like kind of yeah, they did, they did a really 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 good job there. Yeah. Sorry, I mean, it's it's no Megan Fox and Stephen Amell, but no, I still uh, haven't. I still haven't seen that movie, and I don't know if I ever will. <laughs> but we're talking about a good movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, while we're talking about the good movie, can I talk about some of the screw ups? Yes. I'll leave the dynamite one right for the end. Uh, there is a there's a point where the turtles are talking in the in April's apartment, and you can see a crew member like crouched behind one of the tables and if you look even closer it's actually the ghost from three men and a baby <laughs> exactly. she's back ah he was uh, so dancing just crouching under the table he was and it's so really hot because he's so tall oh yeah he was so good uh there's uh, another point they they were just getting kind of shoved out of april's apartment like go home go home and they walk out and leonardo's got the swords on the back of his shell and as he turns, they catch on the wall, and you can see yeah. it like it's completely rubber. It just goes, and it just bends like ninety degrees. Yeah, uh, no, that's what good swords do. Absolutely, yeah. Because <laughs> you because you want to move like water. That's pure Japanese steel. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Fold, folded four hundred times. Uh, he got them from a sewer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's the, also the part when Raph is on the roof and he's getting beat up by all the hand uh, or the foot, sorry. Well, he goes out uh, to do his angry uh, footloose dancing. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. And then they throw him through the skylight. So obviously they don't throw a person through the sky. Well, they could have, but they didn't. They threw a dummy through the skylight. It was 1990, so who knows? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so they, they threw a poorly done rubber kind of foam body through the skylight. And it made a it- Wilhelm scream. <laughs> And it lands on the ground, but okay. Here's the director's choice. Starts to move. Here's the director's choice. Here's the director's choice. When it hits the ground, do you run up and then cut and then have a different angle or whatever, and have the rest of the cast like grabbing Raph, and then Raph turns over and it's the actual actor in the body suit kind of thing doing that, or do you just leave that? foam body the on the ground <laughs> and just let them touch it and completely press on it and watch it condense as like <laughs> April's hand touches well, it and it goes it's supposed to be, it, it, uh, 
And it's like, Look, this I'm is obviously I'm, not I'm, a person. Yeah. I'm trying to argue for it. Yeah. But like. You can't. You can't. He's supposed to, he's supposed <laughs> to be completely limp because he's unconscious. You can't act my shell, unconscious. That's I'm sure unconscious and my shell is so soft. Look, yeah, have, you, have you, do you remember pretending to be asleep when like your parents would come into your room when you were a kid? <laughs> they knew. They yeah. knew you weren't asleep because you were breathing too fast. Can't do yeah, it. Yeah. What you needed was a Merc dummy. <laughs> what you needed was like a big me, phone dummy. With yeah. my Merc dummy. Yeah. yeah. Weird, weirdly enough, it's just the exact same Raphael dummy, but you're just calling it a Merc dummy. <laughs> I, I have no response to that. <laughs> and apparently uh, there was also where they were shooting. There was a, it was a flight path of planes over top that like directly over top where they were shooting. Uh, so they would catch radio signals every once in a while. And apparently the animatronic parts of the turtles <laughs> would get like start skitzing and just like their mouths would start going. And like things would just start, rah, 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 would wow. just start going off because of planes going overhead. The beautiful part of this, it's almost like like making a movie is obviously like way more expensive, uh, like in depth kind of procedure than say like making like an independent comic. But this oh, is yeah. like the movie studio version of like two people getting high and drawing Ninja Turtle comics <laughs> in their apartment. Yeah, <laughs> like just yeah, exactly. like what is happening right now? <laughs> hey, okay, and the the. Pièce de Résistance is the part where uh, Raphael has been knocked out and they put him in the bathtub and I think Leo was in there with him and he, he finally wakes up and he's like, oh, are you okay? And He, he wants some up. food! Yeah, I want some food! <laughs> and so Donatello and April come bursting in and they're like, oh my god, he's fine! And they start like, oh, they're a joy, it's a joyous time. Yeah, it's time. a Kodak moment. Every, yeah, yeah, everybody's super happy, everything's great. And Donatello laughs, and if you can, you can find this easily on YouTube or pause it or whatever. Donatello laughs and opens his mouth, and you can see the other actor's mouth inside of it. And it's no, the I most... thought it was his eyes. I think it's his eyes. No, it's his mouth. No, it's his oh, mouth. Oh, is it? Oh, really? It's his mouth. You can that see his mouth like, like eyes. Or something. Was that guy eating eyes? <laughs> I'm probably. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure what I've craft, seen. Craft and what services I've... in North Carolina is a nightmare. <laughs> it is the most terrifying yeah. thing. You, like uh, one mouth <laughs> opens and another's inside. It's like oh. Uh, I I actually have another one. Um, mm. and it's when when uh, earlier on in the movie when like Michelangelo is waiting for for himself to deliver himself pizza. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, it is a, it is a mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Donatello, oh, sorry. Donatello's skateboarding to him, and there's like a part where it's sort of close up on his like turtle feet on the skateboard, like doing like a spin or something. You for a split second you can see a human hand complete with like a, a shirt sleeve kind of s- slide through from the same actor. Like they didn't dress oh, really? up. They only put the turtle pants on, so uh for a split <laughs> second you can see that. There's a that lot of like Bri. weirdly enough, all of this stuff makes me love it more. <laughs> Okay, there's that sort of stuff, and then there's a couple of things of like, how do they know how to drive? That's, they just when do jump they ever in that, drive? They jump in that van and they're like, "Let's go." I thought April's driving. No, she was looking out the window behind. Yeah, that's right. Watching her building burn, watching her. Yeah. What? A- so these these teenage mutant ninja turtles who grew up in a sewer, who like, I've never, as far as I know, I've never been in a vehicle. Like, I did. They somehow know how to drive, 
I well, mean, apparently their their first battle takes place right at the beginning of the movie. It's true. They yeah. haven't really been outside much at all. I mean, they've watched a lot of TV. You know that much is true. But although uh, although I do have a theory that uh, uh, Raph Raphael was raised in a different part of the sewer because oh, because the accent because he's got a Bronx accent. You notice that like so many so many voices of Raphael post that movie coming out have yeah. had that accent. Yeah, yeah. He's like. That okay with you? Uh, the 2003 hey. cartoon really poured it on thick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, I'm turtling here. Even even Sean Astin, a little bit. A little bit, yeah. But yeah, that one would like, hey, I'm working construction. Come on. Hey, I'm turtling here. trench coat. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, Kyle pulls up the photo of Donatello with the suit actor's teeth visible to show Merck and Bry. Enjoy their reaction. Whoa. Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> oh, my. You, oh, see, you can see it. But yeah, you, and you <laughs> see why I think it was eyes, because you can... It yeah, looks like it, there's hard horrible, away, tiny you see eyes. those little, little holes, but there's just little uh, highlights, but that... <laughs> it's got... He's got if, if that's the <laughs> actor's actual eyes, that is that is even more terrifying. Oh, my it's God. It's like Donatello ate, ate a, a photorealistic Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, then, bye. But, you could pretend, though, that these mutant turtles literally have, like, a tiny mouth in the back of their throats, so they eat with their giant honking teeth, like their big horse teeth, but then they have teeny <laughs> tiny teeth to really break down the pizza. It's for secondary consumption. Yeah. Yes. Uh, mutation is now a horror show. How the hell show. do I get rid of that? For, yeah, yeah for, those listen- for those listening, uh, we're, Kyle, we're watching, we all have this on our computer, and we're all just talking via interwebs. And all of a sudden, uh, Kyle just suddenly interspliced a picture of the terrifying just... mouth inside the mouth. Yeah, pop that into the video chat. It's it's really horrifying. Yeah, and now I can't get it to go away. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I can see now. We're, we're living with this now. Oh, there we go. Oh, there we gone. go. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's a few things as well. Like I remember, like as a as a kid, there were some jokes. One joke I love now. Uh, even though it doesn't make Casey Jones into uh, a very, a very cool woke dude, but uh, there's that one scene where they're in the sewer, they're they're gonna, you know, deal with Shredder the next day, but they need to get some sleep. And uh, Casey's antsy and Casey in the Jones sewer. Is, he's claustrophobic. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Don's like, "You're a claustrophobic." <laughs> you want a fist in the mouth? Mm-mm. I've never even looked at another guy before. Which means yeah. he's homophobic, yeah. but it's it's so good on Casey because, like, one, not only did he mix up claustrophobic with homophobic, but he also thought being homophobic I'm... meant he was gay. <laughs> Look, he's not a smart books guy. No, yeah. but what he knows is how to I play cricket. I grew up cricket. on the streets. I I would say a pretty damn good joke, and also one that like no six year old is going to get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. One other thing to point out is. There's the when they go out to the farmhouse. Yeah. Northampton. Uh, yeah. They they go out there and then all of a sudden they're there and next thing you know they're like, "Well, how are we going to fix the van? When did the van yeah. break?" I like, guess on the way. Was, yeah. I yeah, I there mean, was it, just like no they, discussion They did of, point out that it was a piece of crap van. Yeah. Uh, and a piece of crap van, but out. then they get out there yeah. and all of a sudden they're like we can't that's go anywhere unless we fix this. That's why they this. were working on that truck. They need somebody. Yeah. He, she needed somebody to walk her out to that Stone Age van of hers. 
But yeah, it, it very conveniently broke down the minute they arrived at their destination. So that's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's good for them, I guess, because if they needed to like get a tow, I don't know how you're going to explain four giant turtles in the back and one of them is half dead. <laughs> Three and a half giant turtles. Oh. <laughs> uh. Like, that's something where like, they're making a movie now, especially if they're making a Ninja Turtles movie now. The amount of time that they let them kind of stew, like, the second act, like, everything is, like, a downer. Yes. And, like, yeah. like kind of like a, it's like Hawkeye's Farm or something. Kind of a similar thing, weirdly enough, where it, it's kind of more character development stuff, and it slows right down. And, I mean, like, yes. nowadays it would be like, oh, make a Ninja Turtles movie? Kids won't be able to pay attention to this for, like, however long it is, like, 20 minutes. But I kind of I really appreciate that actually because one thing this movie has going for it, and again I grave on grade on a curve where I love the Ninja Turtles more than life itself. But there's a lot of actually surprisingly subtle little character stuff kind of in there. I think. Yeah. I, yeah. I will say when it comes when it comes to characters, I feel like Donatello is the least developed character. Mm-hmm. I felt like they they didn't have time to really do a lot of He's technical just- inventor stuff. So they basically made him, well, let's just have a second Michelangelo and they yeah. can be buddies. He's kind of like like an awkward, kind of like jokey, like sarcastic jokey kind of a guy or whatever. Uh, he's just feldening it up, which is yeah, fine. I, it's enjoyable. I, I, like, I like this Donatello, though. He's got yes. some of my favorite jokes in the movie. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, they, they, were, they sort of like had him be a little more, like, clearly he's a bit smarter but he's still yes. he's still trying like he's it feels like he's a teenager like trying really hard to be funny in a different way I think I empathize with that yeah Duh. yeah <laughs> I, I and one of the things I appreciate the most even like stuff like Michelangelo like that that one scene where like Donatello comes and is trying to have a heart to heart with him about Splinter and he, like Michelangelo is just like just pretend just he doesn't even hear just shuts it down yeah. like he's not prepared he's he's not even remotely prepared to deal with the idea he's not at that point developmentally and he just like hides everything with jokes but like you have those moments in like the farmhouse where you see him like really break down more than other people and you can sort of see yeah you, there are some deleted scenes where they haven't the even fully stupid came movie up. you know the stupid movie but uh i think there's some stuff that got removed either for time or maybe they were concerned about how it would play to kids or something but like there yeah. was, there it were it was scenes. supposed to be a four-hour epic. It was uh, supposed to be four-hour Totally character-driven, and yeah. uh, I would watch it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. But, the, but then there's also... No the, one else like, would. And, and as much no. as I love it, I know, no, I love it, and I know you love it, It you also got to take it for what it is. It's, oh, absolutely. It's pretty schlocky. Like, oh, absolutely. It, it's like... There's That's certain good. character development. <laughs> Absolutely. But, it, but it's like a Come Vin on. Diesel kind of character development. Like, it's sure. not, yeah, like, it's that sort of, like, and it, it is yes. well done, but it's, it, and it's I, better I, than, again, and it's better than the newer stuff. It's, it, I, it is oh, yes. gra- grading on that curve where it's like, well, okay, it's like very, like, kind of yeah. subtle character development for a Ninja Turtles movie because the rest for of them are just, like, foam stupid character, yeah. cartoons, like, stupid <laughs> cartoons. Like, the dumbest cartoons. So, like, when you have... Again, like, there was stuff, like, deleted scenes where, like, Michelangelo was apparently, like, he's off training in a barn, like, by himself and being very serious and very withdrawn from everybody else and sort of how... And they they cut most of that out. But I'm, like, almost like, ah, like, why couldn't you have left that in? Like, you know what I mean? It really sells how hard he's taking it and how kind of, like, gives him more of, like, an arc. What is it? It's time to go back. They filmed most of it in North Carolina, but they, they did pick up shots in 
like Manhattan, like in New York yeah. City, like when they're going to like Central Park. Like there's like a bunch of different locations where it's like, oh, that's New York. Yeah. So that yeah. was they did it well enough. I feel like it, you know, even like watching it as an adult, you can tell where they do all this stuff. But, uh, you know, it's more it's more work than a lot of movies put in. <laughs> to be fair, we go back. <laughs> one one question. Where do they get money for pizza? Ooh. I mean, it falls down the toilet. Sewer. <laughs> of course it does. Because people are shitting out money. Uh, you ever, ever hear a little? You ever hear of a little fellow called Scrooge McDuck? Oh, yeah. I'm just the saying. Poop. You could put an entire pizza box in that the grate on the street. So at some point, at least a couple of people had to have like just been like lo- messing with the wall, like oh shit, and it went right down there. And there's yeah, no getting I've, it back. I've I've lost money, so been, and I've also they've found been money. like. S- scavenging and, and that's stealing. on the regular ground not the double ground maybe they um underground maybe they when they when they bust up like a mugger or something maybe they take their money but like we did establish oh, that, that was their oh so now they're like you know what i'm gonna take my f-ing cut that's where raft from the bronx comes in or they yeah. do odd jobs yeah. they do odd jobs i'm a turtle head poke it out oh yeah. donatello fixes toasters Raphael. uh Feeds people up. <laughs> He's it's an really enforcer. A specialty. Michelangelo uh, sells weed. Well, that's a given. I mean, he's, yeah. he's, he's my guy. He's not yeah, but guy. what does he do for work? <laughs> That'd make a good drawing. Get on it. Pretty good. Get your green from the green. Yeah. Wh- um, wh- <laughs> sorry, Kyle. No. Michelangelo says winners don't use drugs. Reagan made him say that. My kid? But, Nancy, but, Nancy Reagan but made him we, say that. But weed is legal, so... Well, yeah, but in 1990, it was a whole other time. Well, and it's it's yeah, almost so weird, it like Michelangelo ahead of his time. That's the thing too is like now would that could you even make this movie anymore in New York City? Like I watched the I watched the 2014 movie, which was not good, but um, you know, you have like sort of that's another point for Bry. Cleaned up, quiz. cleaned up, cleaned up New York, and this was like grimy New York. Like this was like yeah, and like even New York was was becoming less grimy at the time. Yeah, but but it was but right on it that still edge. Had that, it had that reputation still. Yes, which I think is like the only way you can make this movie. Where, this so way. where would you make that now? Like Detroit? <laughs> oh no! And then the turtles run into RoboCop, and then they can't get any clean water. Yeah, well, th- that's it exactly. Like instead of the the ooze falling down the um, you know, into the sewer, they were they were just pet turtles in Flint who drank yeah, the water. Exactly, they're just drinking Flint water. Yeah, and then they moved to Detroit because uh, you know I would love to see like a a movie Robocop. nowadays uh, done with the same uh yes. sort of costumes. They just take the foam costumes, screw the CGI stuff, just oh yeah, no, it. like the the practical effects of it. it it looks good because it, it looks good because it, it's not going to be CGI that's dated in five or ten years. Exactly, you're not having like uh, the turtles falling from the sky out of an airplane in like uh, some combat unit thing, like and jumping all over. Yeah. Like it's like no, they're it. just on the street and they're no. fighting and they're yeah. punching somebody in the face, and it's like why would just, you have a normal person doing that? It's actually, yeah. people fighting exactly, and like that to this day, I feel like practical. Like if you can do practical, you should. Unless you absolutely can't. Yeah, there's that, but there's practical effects, and then there's embracing. Just embrace this movie. It's yeah. it is it is so good. Like just like embrace said, again, it and go ahead with it, and be like, we did this, and we're gonna do it again. Fuck you. 
Like, and, and like you yeah. said, like you say it's schlock, it's schlock in a way because it absolutely is because it's a movie made in 1990 about Ninja Turtles made for people in animatronic suits like punching people totally. in ninja outfits. Yeah, man, that's awesome. That rules. <laughs> and yeah, and, let, and let me clarify, that? like when I say schlock, I yeah. watch so many yes. quote, I'm using air quotes, bad movies that they're bad good. Like you don't need to have... Just because you've got CGI does not make the the show better. Like, it's... Like, there's an energy to this movie where it almost feels like everybody making this is like, are we going to finish this thing? Like, is this even going to be a movie? Like, you can <laughs> yeah. feel that. And that is yeah. awesome. Like, you watch it and you're just like, oh, shit. Like, this is fantastic. Like, I just... I would like to, like, watch... I wish somebody was just filming behind the scenes the entire time of them making this movie. That would be, like, as entertaining as the movie. I wonder if there is. I don't know. I know. I let, let me ask, Bry. <laughs> <laughs> not, not really. There's, there's a lot of photos and some little clips here and there. But I think it was uh, at the time it was like, let's just make this movie. I don't think they really had the forethought. Sadly, um, there yeah. are, there are a few deleted scenes. I did mention they had, and a lot of the, most of them haven't really been really released. Yeah, like, where did you see these deleted scenes? There there was stuff filmed. I know that, like, if you watch uh, when April sort of doing her drawings of the turtles and stuff like that, you had, like, Donatello and you had, like... Her nudes. Leonardo. Yes. Uh, you didn't have a Michelangelo one, but apparently Saint they Shell. did. They did film a Michelangelo one, and there were little tiny clips I've seen where he's, like, punching. Like, you see a little bit of him, I think. Yeah. yeah. But they, they had more of, like, him, like, losing his temper, I think, in the barn when he's training. And, in fact, uh, if you remember the part where... Uh, Raphael is on top of the barns, yet screaming "Splinter!" Yep. That costume is actually Michelangelo. Yeah, that's hmm. that's what I have read. And actually, if I I watch it, it's hard to tell because it's dark. But I'm I, apparently that's not actually Raphael. That was actually Michelangelo, like just losing his 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 temper and and kind of turning into hmm. like more of a Raph kind of a guy because of yeah. because of the trauma. Basically. Getting more of that Brooklyn accent. Get a little yeah. Brooklyn accent. Yeah, Splinter. That's what it. That's what happens when I get mad. <laughs> Wait, that wasn't it. What the hell was that? It was um, half baby talk. There was another one too, where I think on YouTube you can see like uh, Shredder uh, when when he's first inducting, when he first shows up, when they have that like awesome shot where he's like walking slowly with a dirt, with a very dirt. long shadow. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. It's moments like that where, like, again, like, you could tell, like, oh, this music video director knew exactly what he was going for. You know what I mean? Like, he had that very nice shot. And when it wraps around yeah. him with a shine off the helmet, I'm like, that's nice. Like, it's really well done. Um, but there's a, there's that's a scene. That's so nice. Amois. But there is a scene where um, there's a lead scene where you could see, like, very small amount on YouTube. Somebody dug it up somehow where, like, he sits down on the ground. And it's just like this. And I guess, like, all the people he inducted into the Foot Clan, he's, like, fighting them at the same time. So it's, like, another... I mean, that 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 sounds cool as a visual, but I imagine it in reality. He's sitting on the ground and everyone's, like, kicking at him. He's just yeah, going well, like that. I think he's, like, basically... sounds kind of hilarious. Yeah, I know, I know. But I, the, I think the point was, like, literally he's got, like, his some of his, like, top foot ninjas attack him. And he's, like, showing that he can, like, he doesn't... He can be sitting down and, like, fight four people at once and beat them. Right, because he, he fought literally no one else in the film. He just showed up at the end. Yeah. And beat all the turtles. That's he would true. only fought mooks at that point. But I think that like, was a Casey moment Casey Jones show... beat up Tatsu. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I think it was a moment trying to show how tough he was before the end happened where you're like, you know, oh, but... you know, That's a good it. idea. Yeah. Yeah. There was a final scene as well that had uh, April and Danny 
who I'm impressed that we haven't mentioned yet in this episode because Danny. Oh, yeah, Danny is also in this movie with his oh, yeah. cool Sid Vicious t-shirt. Yeah. With cool. his two cool well, Sid Vicious it's, it's t-shirts. Sid Vicious and, like, Clash shirts. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, sorry. It's, and that was apparently the director. The director said... What was you, Sid Vicious? You, he was such a Clash and... Uh, yeah. Uh, it like, was such a class he was, he was a punk fan, so he, yeah. he said, wear these shirts. He's a bit of a fraud. I approve. I approve of that. That's nice. <laughs> but um, so there's a scene where, like, literally at the end, it was supposed to be, like, the end of the movie, I think, where uh, it cuts to later and uh, April and Danny are sitting in the offices of a comic publisher trying to pitch them on a Ninja Turtles comic. And then, and then, yeah. the, the, and you can actually find this. Apparently, there's like a, a German DVD release where they actually included yeah, this. The, it's it's a dumb scene, and it's I'm terrible. glad that they didn't. They should not have kept that in. It's and that. the and the turtles are like hanging out on the window outside. Yeah, it's like very it's like, cartoon. It, it, it it would not have fit in with the rest because it's like yeah, like he's like it's a little far fetched. I don't think it's any good. And outside they're like ah oh, far fetched ah, turtles. And yeah. then Michael on I think Michelangelo falls off the building then. <laughs> And he's dead. And he yeah. dies. <laughs> yeah. So that's why in the second one, there was a different voice his... actor for Michelangelo. Uh, I'm pretty sure, it's, that's the, I'm pretty sure Robbie that, Rist, that was all three, frankly. But that's the old sparkle. Yeah. I got to say, as I was watching this, like I was making notes as I was originally doing the, like just the go through. And uh, I wrote down, and th- these are my words that I wrote down as I was doing it. I want a theme park with the turtle hideout not well. Sorry, not the turtle hideout, but the the Foot Clan hideout. Ooh, um, oh yeah. Well, I said yeah. oh, you have well, the turtle. That's what heaven's like. You have turtle hideout and Foot Foot Clan hideout and the arcade and the skate park and the soundtrack that they used through that movie have it playing over top. Just loop, well, this loop, is loop. what we do. But did, like with I, all the arcade games that they had there, like yeah, just have yeah, people going in, and like, you could you'd have a skate park, and then you could play arcade games, and then you mm-hmm. could go get some pizza. And you could smoke cigarettes. Totally. Free. That you one get, kid you with get the beat stogie. Up by a Japanese man. Did you see that kid with the stogie? <laughs> yeah, playing cards. Yeah. 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 It was a sophisticated looking kid. <laughs> I know. <laughs> And you know what? On Wednesdays, you get a free tetanus shot with admission. <laughs> exactly. On Thursdays, you get lupus. Yeah. Go play. You know the scene where Tatsu basically, like, Shredder is mad at him because he didn't kill people, the turtles yes. and stuff. He failed. And he punches a bunch of boxes? Yeah, and he goes in there and he, like, punches boxes and he, like, one of the foot soldiers tries to, like calm him down and he just like wails on him yeah am i the only one who thinks that like he straight up killed him in an original oh, he cut? did he did yeah. Oh, yeah. in the original cut he killed him and that you'll went notice, to a test audience well because they actually just added right at the end and all you hear he looks dead but it's yeah. because they added somebody's voice yeah saying overdubbed oh it he's very okay dirty. he's yeah. still breathing or something like that we have like a Otherwise, lifeless person they pull it off and do this and i'm just like oh He's fine. Yeah. I'm fine. Oh, he's fine. Get him some pizza in an arcade game. My eyes are hurt, so I gotta close them for a bit. Yeah. I, I gotta respect that literally they're making a Ninja Turtles movie, like, when this, like, goofy cartoon is, like, all the rage. It's like, we're just gonna have him kill a guy. Eh, let's do it. Well, it's not like they had Leonardo kill a guy. It was this well, character you, who you will never see again. That's true. That's a good point. Except in the sequel. And the Genesis game. Let it show!
what makes me appreciate some things about their designs as opposed to more recent movies where like donatello has like a bunch of f-ing tech sh- like literally like all over his body yeah, where'd he get and that? goggles and he has taped little tortoiseshell glasses it it's all in the sewer yeah like donatello in this movie along with the money don't you patronize me <laughs> but uh, i can appreciate how they're able to like you know, just from a design standpoint, kind of hint at what these characters' attitudes are like without having to, like, make them... Without making Michelangelo wear a shirt that says Party Dude on it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like Donatello in particular, because he's got, like, a bit of an overbite in his design, and he's, like, his, uh, his belt rides up pretty high, like he's, like, got his pants pulled up real high like a nerd. He's, like, the grandpa in, like, up. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. Raphael has some more, like, scratches and, like, cuts on him and stuff and looks a little rougher and Michelangelo does look a little bit smaller or more baby faced. It's like he, he does look more baby faced. And and we got like bigger eyes or something. And it's really kind of one of the first times that and they still they're sort of leaned into it more these days, design wise, just sort of trying to get their personalities across visually in a way because uh, usually they all just look identical aside from their weapons or, or their yeah. colors. But in this one's like it really was the earliest version of them trying to like make them distinct and kind of hint at what their personalities are and kind of like, again, I say subtle, but I only compared to like the Michael Bay movies where like Donatello's like running around with goggles and taped up glasses and suspenders and like a bunch of tablets like taped to his body for some reason. Insanity. Yeah. Like each of his like front shell panels are just tablets. Yeah. It's real bad. (laughs) I enjoy that. I enjoy Shredder and his sparkly, sparkly outfit. (laughs) His very shimmery, uh, like Blanche Dubois sort of top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know, I know, I know. Ru- He's such a Ru- Blanche. He's such a Blanche. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Oh man, if only. Can we make? Can we make that the title? It's it's a contender, baby. It's a it's contender. a contender, baby. Any other any other thoughts on this movie? On this, it's thirtieth birthday. Uh... It's a man now. <laughs> uh, but no, it's it's really good. It's it's probably the best Ninja Turtles movie that we're ever going to get. As is possible. <laughs> yeah. Like, I really liked that uh, that computer animated one. Oh, that 2007? I think it came out around the same time of year. It literally, I think it was like March, it was either March 30th or March 29th or something funny enough. It's good. Like, it's, 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 I mean, it's, the story is kind of like, whatever, we're just going to have an excuse for things to happen. But it's, it's, they did a good job. It's fun to watch. But this is totally the best of them. Like, easily. There have been, what, six feature-length movies based on this little indie creator-owned book? Which is pretty amazing. You gotta, you gotta take that for what it is. Like, two do guys, like, just in an apartment making this sort of thing and then, like, putting it out on their own dime and... Yeah. Then it became, then, then the toy, the animated thing, then feature films like that it's pretty astounding yeah mm-hmm. and the fact that it's teenage mutant ninja turtles like such a bizarre concept oh it's absurd it's just you know like crazy enough to work oh very good yeah so uh, it's one of those things i think i like this movie at this time like i don't i i'm hoping that if they make another movie and i'm sure they will sooner than later i'm hoping that they try to lean into this as a, a template if possible, because I feel like the last movie I, came yeah. out. It's too late. Were, it's too late. They've already they gone be. way past that. I yeah. don't know that it is too late. 
Yeah. I mean, like, considering the... Uh, if they were going to do that, they would have done it already. They've already done, what, like two or three well, movies? Well, maybe. They, they, did, they, they did the Michael Bay thing in it that, you know, I think they're going away from that because they were terrible. Yeah. and I, Are I think they going look- away from that? They, they, well, yeah. they're making a third one. No, they're not. Are they're they? rebooting again. They're rebooting again, yeah. Or at least last last we've heard, but there hasn't been a talk for a while. But I feel like for goodwill purposes, I think, like, maybe try to make a good Ninja Turtles movie to, like, make people actually I, feel like it's worth having that exist. <laughs> I also think that the people who grew up with this movie are the people who are, you know, making films now. That's true. It, yeah. It's very similar to, you know, the reason why Hal Jordan or Barry Allen came back is, or... The reason why comics work the way they do is because people say, like, well, when I grew up, Spider-Man was always single, so I don't want him to be married. Yeah. When I was growing up, this was the f***ing movie. Uh, that's what that's the kind of movie that I want to make. I could hope. I mean, but uh, it's but it's a matter of getting through the the portal of filmmaking and well, film how, how can we spin this off into nine different franchises? Yeah, yeah. is exactly. anyone going to want to see a nobody movie? I mean, I, <laughs> really, I would. really, I it's got to it's got to work its way back to being an indie movie. Yeah, it, it can't be a big studio movie. So it's and the problem be is like, it's, it's it's owned by like Viacom now. So yeah. is that even a possibility? It would be lovely if like maybe a director who wanted to had that that inclination was just like, okay, uh, can I do this? But we're going to do this on like a really little, as small a budget as possible. And it's sort of like, you know, not a big investment for the studio, but if it pays off, it pays off big. Right. But I mean, that's the thing is they have to actually be open to that and not thinking like, oh, we're going to make another like Marvel sized massive thing. Well, then again, that, that's and that's the problem with modern movie making is everything yeah. has to be a blockbuster. And if it's not a blockbuster, it's a failure. But even if it makes like. 100 million like well like 50 million dollars and it actually makes a profit it's it's a failure when it's like no that's just not a, an, an avengers level movie maybe don't put so much money into yeah yeah when i yeah. think that's probably what wrong with the more recent ones where they were like like making 200 million dollar budget movies and it's like it's ninja yeah. turtles like it's not yeah it's not yeah. that's not be, the level it's at be reasonable <laughs> yeah, yeah understand exactly. what your market is yeah so who can tell? Like right. again, this is a this is a movie where they had to like fight like hell just to get through it, just to make it. So uh, it comes across. But yes, we're done here. We're done here. We're done here. <laughs> we're having a dance party. You can't see it, but you're invited. We're not having a party till you're dancing. Where did they come up with this stuff? Who are we? Who's the, oh, who's let's the leader? Do that. Who's the leader of the group? Well, I'm Kyle, and I'm the leader of the group. Because I think we'll all agree that I'm not. <laughs> so, yeah, you know. We love you. Uh, hey, I'm I'm happy to be loved, but I'm not the leader of the group. But you're very consistently popular. I'm very angry all the time. And That's one true. time I fell asleep in a bathtub for a long time. So I'm the leader of the group. <laughs> Uh, you can check out my stuff at thekylees.com. That's it. That's it. Gonna go back to sleep in the bathtub now. First, what's a guy gotta do to get some food around here? He needs yeah. food! Food! It's a Kodak moment. <laughs> I'm Merck. You can find me at MerkAsylum.ca M-E-R-K-A-S-Y-L-U-M dot C-A Merck on Facebook Merkanaut on like Astronaut on the Instagrams Normally, we'd all be at the uh, Thunder Bay Country Market, but I think 
That's but we on, isn't. We isn't. Mm. It's all on hiatus until uh, the apocalypse is over. Until it, we cancel the apocalypse. It's when. Oh, that's on the them. Pacific Rim episode. Ah. Though, now, now I'm thinking of a Guillermo del Toro Ninja Turtles movie, and it feels pretty nice in my brain. Mm-hmm. Why is Doug Jones all of them? So tall and lanky. He he could be Donatello. And Corey Feldman as, like, the Splinter. actual physical. For sure. Um, Doug Jones just doing the voices? They're all just Doug Jones' regular talking voice. You can't tell who's talking at any point, yeah. God. Uh, I'm Bry Kotick. You can find my comic at welcometohereafter.com. Um, I'm hoping there'll be new pages whenever I figure out how the hell to do that under the circumstances. <laughs> you could do it! I have time on my hands, but I've written myself into a corner where um, I either have to address what's happening in the world or I can just weirdly ignore it. I haven't decided what to do yet. As far as far as episodes of this podcast go, uh, I, on a scale of 1 to 10, uh, uh, what, what do you think you'd give it? You're what, asking, what do you think? You're asking us? Yeah. What would you give this out of, out of like, 10, Merc? Yeah, out of 10. The, this, the highest you partic- could go is 10. Th- this particular episode? Yeah, yeah, you don't have to say ten. That's you fine. Don't have to say ten. No, I I think this was an eight. I liked this one. Yeah, this is good. Okay. Eight. Yeah. Do, do you want to say what what you think you'd give it, Brian, or should I go first? I think we're a little bit better than an eight. Frankly, I think this is a, this is a solid nine at least. I get well, like okay. I think it's a nine. No, I think you think it's a nine. <sighs> you know, like it's hard to say. I I feel like a ten is a little too generous. I want to give it a ten. Yes, but if only it's... it was a little bit less than a ten. You know what? Let like it's important to stay humble with this thing. It is yeah. very much so. You know what? I'm I'm gonna call it. I give it a nine point nine five. I give it a five. Can I? Can Shut I? Shut up! Can Shut I up! Say? The episode's over. Shut up! <laughs> okay. Bye, everybody. Go away. It, we are done, but we have, uh, if you want something interesting, Sherry was trying to find that song on the, we had like a Amazon doc. Oh, did you find the, like, the K-pop version of it? Uh, it's like a Hong Kong band from the 90s. Uh, by a band called Grasshopper. Yes. And part of me wants to leave this in and then outro to that. <laughs> that sounds good to so me. that's what we're gonna do. Sure. See you next week, baby! <laughs> I have always liked Cowabunga. <laughs>